Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Every time I look into your loving eyes, I see love that money just can't buy. One look from you, I drift away. I pray that you. There it is, the aforementioned traveling Mary's <laughs> Nice job, Lewis, with Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, and the whole crew. Great song, Traveling Wilburys. He was the best, he still is the best, he'll always be the best. Whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights right here on WABC or his own amazing website, BillOReilly.com. Great articles, great information, great interviews, great TV. Nobody Better, Killing Series 13 and Killing the Witches, the latest. He's got a big new book coming out. Later on this spring, he is the best, Bill O'Reilly. And, you know, Francesa, of course, is neighbors with Bill there on Long Island. I'm not sure they're next-door neighbors, but they live very close by. And they both know a lot about sports. I've had O'Reilly on talking Super Bowls for years. He's not just about Trump or uh, Kathy Hochul. So let's get right to it, Bill, following Francesa. Super Bowl 58 coming up on Sunday. He likes the underdog Chiefs. I like the underdog Chiefs. Who does Bill O'Reilly like? Well, first of all, Francesca kicked me off his lawn. I think everybody should know that. <laughs> and secondly, I thought wait, 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 that was hold, him hold singing. On, hold on, hold on. You, you, that, that's a true story, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey, don't go near Francesca's lawn, okay? And I was, I was just walking the terror dog, and I went, hey, hey, what you doing here? And I said, oh, geez, I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't really mean that. Funny. Uh, yeah, and oh, the dog God. was like shaking, God, looking at me like, who's that? Oh, no, it's a good laugh. Oh, God, because that uh, could okay. happen. Super Bowl, I'm going with San Francisco. <clears throat> but the teams are evenly matched. I would not bet the game. <clears throat> Interestingly enough, I'm not a big better, and I don't like all this betting stuff. Because I think it um, uh, taps into people who can't afford to bet and kids and things like that. And I, I just don't like it. I'm not um, a hypocrite. Once in a while, I'll lay some coin down. In fact, I won 9 out of 10 against the spread. And the bookie was in tears when he had to pay me. <laughs> uh, there's a true story. I believe you. The guy was like shaking, yeah. handing me over the envelope, which uh, I gave most of it away to charity. But um, the reason I'm going with the Niners is Brock Purdy. How about that for a name? Brock Purdy. Love it. Uh, I think he's just a um, quarterback of destiny this year. Um uh, Francesca made a very good point that uh, Kansas City just held on with the Ravens. They didn't dominate the Ravens. Um, they didn't walk on through there. It looks to me like Shanahan, who was an underrated coach for the Niners, um, he can exploit some of the Kansas City weaknesses. They're not as quick as they used to be on offense because they lost Tyreek Hill who I understand is married 18 times in Miami, which is easy to do. You know, if these players go to Miami, you, you can get multiple marriages going on in months down there. Um, and so they, they, they don't really have uh, as good an offense as they used to have. But here's the key to the game. They have a running back named Pacheco, Kansas City. You went to Rutgers. And that's right. He's a local guy. 
if he gets more than 80 yards on the ground, Kansas City will win because he'll keep the ball away. I like that. Um, from San Francisco. I like so that. Keep your eye on that. I like that. Pacheco, more than 80 yards. I think that's a very, very good analysis. Yep. One more on the game, then we'll take a break and talk about how brilliant you've been all week long, talking about Hochul, talking about McConnell, all your morning messages. I swear to God, but I'm not blowing smoke up here. Absolutely brilliant. But the game is uh, Biden for the second consecutive year has now declined the interview at halftime. I know that he can't put two sentences together and he needs a teleprompter and he can't talk for more than two minutes. But this is an age-old tradition, Bill. What kind of coward is this guy? Well, I understand that after uh, Tucker Carlson interviews Putin, he's going to interview Biden. I don't know (laughs) if that's true. That just might be a rumor. So... This is really, you know, I did three Super Bowl interviews. They're all posted on BillOReilly.com, and they were tough interviews. Who were the presidents? I know you did Obama and Trump. Who else? Obama twice. Obama twice. They were great interviews. They were great. Tonight on uh, Common Sense at 9 o'clock on WABC, I'm going to run the Benghazi portion of my Super Bowl interview with – with um, Obama. Really? Yeah, and it's really good. But here's a little background. Fox Sports, they hated that. They were so nervous when I did the interviews because Fox had the games at the Super Bowl. Right. And then I was the designated interviewer to do it. And Fox goes, don't you have anybody else? Can we do somebody from Fox and Friends? Because they didn't want that kind of heavy-duty stuff because it would confuse Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> he wouldn't know. <laughs> and so I, this is actually true because yeah. these were live interviews. They were live. Yeah, they were great. Before the game. They were great. And, and the Fox News personnel with me in the White House, they were on the phone with the Fox Sports guys who were going, that's too tough. That's too tough. Back away. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't listen to anybody and just did the interview the way I wanted to do it, and it turned out great. They were great, and, and all those guys respected you. Look, you, you happen to be – I told you. I told you the truth. I loved you for years. But when you interviewed Trump during his historic win, before his win in 2016, there was no one like you because the Trump supporter just sucked up to Trump – the Trump hater just made his life miserable. You were the only person who actually gave it to him, good to him when it deserved, and he showed this respect. And that's when I said, oh, my God, Bill O'Reilly is far and away the best ever. Let's take a short break. When we get back, rough couple of days for the House Republicans and um, a whole bunch of stuff going on in Israel. We're going to talk to the great Bill O'Reilly. Continue this great conversation right after this. I live. My life to be with you. No one can do the thing you do. Anything you want, you got it. Anything you need, you got it.
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Uh, let's get back to uh, the great Bill O'Reilly here. I mentioned earlier, Bill, that uh, this race, Pillip, and uh, Swazi, you know, she actually had a super sp- uh, pack, spend over a million dollars. They're going to run a Super Bowl ad during the game from Mozzie Pillip. Now, you're a Nassau County guy, so this race, uh, you would well, think at least, would be near and dear to you because you live there. Uh, you have any uh, thoughts on this race? I mean, are you, are you vested in this race? Well, Newsday has uh, Swazi up by four. Um, boy. You know, um, it's very hard to call this. You've got a tremendous division in uh, the 3rd District where I live on Long Island. Um, and Queens, you have a lot of Asian voters in there. <clears throat> I have no idea where they're going to go. And that is really a key to this. Um you know, liberals and conservatives, we know where they're going. Um, the uh, Mazi machine is formidable, and they are tying Swazi to Biden. You just heard it on WABC. Um, that's going to be effective, but it really, you know, those Asian voters in Queens, I just don't know which way they're going to go. That's fair. And I think you're right about that. And that's why this race, basically, no matter who you talk to, unless it's Peter King or Joe Cairo, is about 50-50. Just a couple of days away, coming up on a Tuesday. Keep it local one more, then we'll get to the, the national scene. Sure. I heard you talking a couple of days ago about Hochul. In fact, Hochul was on CNN this morning, the governor here in New York. She's uh, she's out there now. All of a sudden, she's critical of bail reform, even though she continued without any issues. What Andrew Cuomo started, then of course she was critical of Alvin Bragg after this whole migrant deal in Times Square. But as you pointed out, and I have too, there's only one person who can remove Alvin Bragg. So if yeah. you're really upset about the guy who happens to be a horrible DA, who he's just bent on getting rid of Trump, she can do it. So right off the bat, you see what a phony this woman is. Yeah, they're going to do a remake of Casablanca and uh, give the um, uh, give the police chief role that Claude Rains played to Captain Holcomb. And oh, I'm shocked! I'm shocked that Alvin Bragg would let them go. Um, really? So it's a game. You know, the uh, the game is that I'm the governor, and I'll reflect all the outrage of the moment. Uh, because people will really forget about it a week later, but I'll be outraged like they are, but I'm certainly not going to fix the problem. Why would I do that? Because my progressive base loves Alvin Bragg, and I'm not going to mess with him, even though I could remove him tomorrow. Um, and now you have an overwhelming case, 
to remove Mr. Bragg. Overwhelming. Who's going to stick up for Bragg? Who? Now, they would grumble, the progressives would grumble, but there's not going to be any popular surge to stick up for him. So now's the time to remove him. Because the guy, I don't even know him, I've never spoken with him, but he doesn't want to enforce the law. You know, and, and that thing in Times Square where the 14 migrants attacked the two police officers, that was horrendous. I made page one. But if you read yesterday the New York Post, which is really the only vehicle, the media vehicle in New York, doing aggressive local reporting, there's a guy who was arrested, what, 85,000 times? Yes. To jump on the turnstiles? Yep. And nothing happens to him. No. And at, at that point, that's anarchy. So you can make a really good case, a legal case, that the district attorney of Manhattan is promoting anarchy. Of course. Somebody, he's not enforcing the law, and that's his oath. So easily remove him, easily. So the question then becomes, why aren't you not removing him? Well, I got the answer, so do you. So. Well, it's politics. Right, but more than that, it's, it's one specific person. Uh, it's not about the oath. His oath was not to keep New Yorkers safe. His oath was, like Letitia James, to do the best he can to remove Donald Trump. And, yeah, I know. And this case so, is about also, to happen. <clears throat> she hates him. She hates Trump. And this case is about to happen. If the gubernatorial vote was held in November, this November, Zeldin would beat Hochul. You think so? Oh, yeah. Because it is just a continuation. And even the liberal New Yorkers have got to understand, you have to protect your police. You can't be letting people who assault police officers out with no bail. That's insane, dangerous, and irresponsible. And if, if somebody doesn't believe that, you shouldn't have anything to do with that person. Because they're dangerous. What do you think about Eric Adams offering up $53 million for credit cards for illegals? Well, he was assured that he's going to get reimbursed by uh, the Biden administration on that. And if that border bill had passed, he would have. But there was no chance that border bill was ever going to pass, even in the Senate. You know, I didn't think it was going to pass, but a lot of people did. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. The, the the press was way behind it, pushing it like crazy. Oh, yeah, but come on, come on, come on. The House Republicans, and, and you say this all the time, you know what that bill was, and I'll give you credit again. All that bill was, was exactly what Biden's philosophy is, amnesty. That was one big amnesty bill. That's it. And it wouldn't have stopped it, all right? You would have still had thousands of people a day coming on in here. But what... The Democrats were hoping was what exactly what would happen in the Mayorkas impeachment vote, that they could cleave off three or four Republicans, which is doable. And so then the bill would have passed in the House and in the Senate if the senators had rallied around Langford, which they did not. Remember, Mitch McConnell, who I've called to step down now because I think he's 112. Um, I mean, this guy. Yeah, I know Biden's old, but this guy, you know, come on. 
you know, the golden girls is going to be the golden guys. It's going to be Mitch. It's going to be Biden. When they all get out, there's going to be a sitcom. There yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great. And by the way, the, the age is the least of their problems. Biden, I believe, this is me, is crooked and a bad guy. Same thing with McConnell. This guy, McConnell, is inept. He's bought. He has done things. You talked about Kate's Law this morning that are grotesque. He's yeah. backstabbed Trump a million times. He's not just old. He's a bad guy. He's got to go. He's got to go. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say he's corrupt um, in the sense that he took money or anything. I, there's no evidence to show that. But McConnell got behind this insane border bill. And, and now you, you don't hear a word of it because it all fell apart for him. Um, so we are living in obviously turbulent times. And, you know, you're exactly correct. We need some relief, some sports, some fun, and, and because it's enough already. One more thing. I didn't like the Adams, and I hope he's listening to the show, but, you know, some of his people are, and it'll get to him. I didn't like the chocolate remark. Oh, God, no one did. You know, look, Mayor, I understand uh, your accomplishments in life, and I respect them. And the same thing with the police commissioner, Connor. I, I, I mean, if you look at that guy's resume and what he's done with his life, I respect that. But you guys shouldn't be hiring anybody based on skin color. Okay? That's not the litmus test for a successful government. And and these guys seem – not Connor. I mean, he's – police – I have no problem with the police commissioner. But the mayor seems to be proud of the fact that he's going out of his way to hire people on their basis of their skin color. And gender. He, uh, black people and women. Women, especially. Yeah, I mean, the women thing's a little bit more complicated. But when you're, like, searching out to fill key positions and the number one priority is your skin color? Yeah. Come on. Well, he's also made of – and look, again, I, I, uh, I don't think he's a good mayor. And I've told him that. I, I kind of like him personally. We've had a lot of uh, afternoons and, and evenings together. But he has done that before. He, he, he did refer to white cops as crackers many years ago. He has called out the white media yeah, time and time he's again. He's got to get away from that. But yes. That's just, that doesn't reflect well on him personally. I got one question for you. You may know this. because Did, did uh, Curtis Lee would beat up Sean Hannity or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Did the Guardian Angels uh, kick the living daylights out of Hannity on his own show? What happened there? No, Sean is safe. Uh, Sean did the smart thing, Bill. He moved to Palm Beach. <laughs> He's out of here. So he was safe in his studios in Palm Beach, but he was, Curtis was on Sean's yeah, show. It was hysterical. It yeah, was hysterical. I know, buddy. What do you, you think what do you, they set it up? Do you think yeah. Curtis and the, and the oh, Angels? Oh, I'm sure. Said, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. We'll go, we'll go on Hannity, <laughs> yeah. and then about... 30 seconds into the interview, yeah. which is live, yeah. we'll start beating the hell out of some guy. Okay? It'll be great. We'll get all kinds of publicity. You know, it's funny you bring up Sean. I know you guys uh, have been friends for many, many years. And, you know, you were always the best. And since you left, I guess he's that guy, I guess. But, um, you know, he he moved close to Trump. That's what everybody now, whether you're Chris Ruddy or you're Sean Hannity, you got to move close to Trump. That's how it works, you know. And he ran out on Long Island. That's fine. You know, the taxes are bad. You got the crime and all that. But as a guy, Bill, that is staying right there on Long Island, do you get angry with people like Sean Hannity who just get up and quit? No, because uh, you're an American. I mean, you you have to weigh it. Um, I don't ever second guess anybody's personal decisions or where they want to live 
or even how they want to live unless they're hurting someone else. Um, you know, look, I don't want to leave New York, and I've said that. I've got my business here, my family here. I've got friends from first grade. You know, I want to go down to Florida. I lived in Florida for two years. It's too hot for this Irish. <laughs> it is hot, man. The yeah, summer's from May to October. Everyone in Florida is sweating. It's true. Everyone is perspiring. It's true. I hated yeah. it there. Hated that. You go out of the house and your shoes melt. It's true. I know. Yeah. I mean, you got to like that. It's like living in Maine. All right. If you're going to move up to Maine. It's going to be chilly <laughs> most of the year. Yeah. But, so New York, now with the global warming, we really live in North Carolina now. Basically, I mean, that's yes. Where we are. Yeah, that's the same climate. You're right. I was in my garage the other day, and I got all the urchins when they were little. <laughs> I get the sleds and the skates and then this. What sleds? Oh, God. I mean, you know, if you were making sleds, if that were your business, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. you got to move up to Alaska. It's true. There's no snow. There's no ice. Nope. It's it's and that is true that that climate has changed. But I understand people fleeing New York. It is very hard to live in this state, and they're making it harder and harder and harder. Which is why we need a course correction politically. Bill O'Reilly of the absolute best. This was uh, this is so much fun, and I get Bill O'Reilly now in the eight o'clock hour, in the nine o'clock hour, which uh, selfishly helps my ratings. <laughs> so, so, and this is the biggest rating segment of the week. So, thank you so much. I love you. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll do it again next week, Bill O'Reilly. You're the best. Thank you. All right, Sid. I'm glad you're back safe from thank you. Uh, Israel. Good job over there. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. That right. means a lot coming from you. The best ever. Still the best ever. Bill O'Reilly. How lucky are we to have Bill O'Reilly every Thursday morning. That is uh, good stuff. Bill, let's take a short break. <laughs> 